Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you learning ways to save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. I have been stunned by the pictures and videos of people in forever lines in areas all over the country in lines for food from food banks or food drives in areas of the country where people are suffering from hunger. I mean, a lack of food available. And a lot of people that are suffering from hunger right now are people who've never been in that position before, who've never had a problem staying employed or anything like that. But these are most unusual times. And a lot of people who've never experienced anything like that don't know how to navigate the system. And so I wanted to talk about food stamps, which there aren't actually stamp books anymore. It's a, it's a card that is referred to as the SNAP. And the food stamp program provides uh, subsidies, basically, with the ability, uh, kind of like an electronic voucher, to get food when you need it, when you've had a terrible loss of income, and the idea is to make sure that you have food to eat so you don't starve. And there are people who feel very much like it's not their thing to get food stamps. But these are unusual times. You know, none of us cause coronavirus. But it has had effects that have been so severe financially on many tens of millions of Americans. And so there are a number of states where big percents of the population are going hungry. Uh, By some guesses, as much as roughly 20% of people around the country, it's guessed that roughly about 10% of people on average are short of food to provide three meals a day, and so food stamps are something there for you. And I I don't want you to have a roadblock in your mind that keeps you from getting that. Now, each state has its own rules, and the rules vary in terms of who qualifies and all the rest. But if you are facing hardship, I want you to please check out how you qualify in your state in order to get food stamps as a measure of temporary relief until you get back on your feet. 
financially. And the difficulties we're in are going to pass. And we're going to be okay eventually. It's just right now, it's a very, very tough time. As far as who qualifies, depends on your family size. If you qualify, but for a family of four, the income limit per year that you can still be earning is somewhere around uh, about 32000 a year, I think is approximately where it is. If you're earning below that, then, or if you're unemployed, you may be eligible for food stamps and don't feel like it's a wrong thing or bad thing. The irony, which most Americans don't know, is the food stamp program originally was designed not to deal with hunger, but to deal with problems that farmers were facing, getting food for what, getting money for the food they produced. And so the program did not start off specifically to address hunger, but to level out income, give more certainty for income for the nation's farmers. So please don't turn your nose up at this help if it could make a difference for you and your family. It's time for your questions that you posted for me at clark.com slash ask. Producers Kim and Joel alternate asking your questions. And Kim, who do you have a question from? This is from Kelly in Texas. Kelly says, I was recently laid off from my job of 11 years due to the pandemic. I'm going to go ahead and give you her PS too, because she wrote PS. I'm not too sad about losing my job. I'm actually feeling quite optimistic and very excited about new and better opportunities, which is great to know. Moving on. She says that she has a Roth and a traditional 401k through her company, and she's been informed that because the balance is less than $5,000, it will be automatically paid out. She's listened to your show for a number of years and heard you mention that there can be penalties and tax liability if this isn't handled correctly. Is there any advice that you can offer her on the best way to handle this situation? Yes. First, I just treasure your attitude about the loss of your job of 11 years and your positive attitude about what the next chapter of your life is going to be. When a former employer sends you the letter that they're going to cash you out, it's a poison pen letter. But it gives you a certain period of time in that notice for you to arrange for what's known as a trustee-to-trustee transfer of the money in that traditional and Roth 401k that you have to have it move to another organization. And so if you go to one of the low-cost companies like Fidelity, Schwab, or Vanguard, they do this all day long, every day, where they handle these trustee-to-trustee transfers. You fill out a form, do this quickly, so that the paperwork processes before the company sends you those cash-out checks, and then the money will just move into a new Roth IRA and a new traditional IRA that you open with one of the low-cost companies. Now, here's what happens if you don't get that done in time and your employer issues you two checks. They issue the checks minus a holdback that they send in to the feds, uh, withholding holdback typically of 20%. You then have only a very short window to come up with that 20% while you're unemployed, 
to put all the money into an IRA and a Roth IRA somewhere, or else you get hit with a tax bill and you no longer have that portion of your old 401k money available to you growing for retirement. So that's why as fast as you can, you want to get the trustee to trustee transfer done where no check ever comes to you. Joel? Clark Karen in Georgia says, what's a good inexpensive laptop to use for today's work from home jobs? And where should I go about buying it? Uh, Many job ads state that my computer is going to need a webcam. It's going to need to run Windows 10, have like a 15 inch screen. It doesn't look like Chromebooks are allowed. Yeah. So if you have to go Windows based, that's going to start at about $200 for one. And you should be able to find a really decent one for between $200 and $300. The reason is you're in the midst of back to school and back to school sale time is when there's a huge number of laptops made available at very affordable prices and the $200 mark, the $199 is very, very common during back to school for 15.6 inch laptops that run on Windows 10 and so look around at any of a number of sellers the the big the big discounters like walmart and target sell a lot of back to school laptops best buy does Um, the smaller electronics retailers will sell them and so it is just a matter of you looking around for one of the sale deals just check the the ads right now that you're seeing each weekend for the back to school and you're likely to find one in that price range of around 200 bucks and uh, a 15 here's one right now I'm looking at it's a 15.6 that has a lot of capabilities to it very large hard drive lots of RAM and it's $249 down from $399 at one of the retailers. So you can even get one that's got really, really nice capabilities for $250 if that's in your budget and running again on Windows 10. Kim? This is from James in North Carolina. The other day you mentioned your brother was super careful traveling across country due to the pandemic. Can you share how he handled bathroom stops? I'm expecting to drive my daughter to college next month. It's 500 miles away and we both have high risk conditions. And the research on how contagious public bathrooms are is quite worrisome. Yeah, so he talked about that being the diciest part of crossing the country. So what what he and his wife did was they both did shields and masks combined. That That's the the best way you can provide the highest level of protection to yourself in a public restroom. If you're not aware, there's a lot of scientists that fear that in any public restroom, whether it's a rest stop, a gas station bathroom, or any uh, restaurant bathroom, any public bathroom, that when you flush the toilet, that there's an aerosol effect and most public bathrooms don't have a lid like we have with the toilet seat in the home. So those aerosol uh, 
the aerosol just comes up in the air and can infect you. And that's why both a shield and a mask are important. Shields used to be extremely expensive. And ironically enough, shields are now available generally at a lower cost, reusable shields, than masks. So the shield provides two-way protection where the mask is generally about you protecting other people with you wearing it. If you wear those two in combination in a public restroom, that is the best idea I can give you. And in the reading I've done, there is no specific thing you can do that will make a bathroom safer to use. Just thoroughly wash your hands when you're done. If you have to push a door to come back out, you want to use hand sanitizer when you get out to protect yourself. And I hope the trip across the country proves to be safer than it feels like right now. They ended up really enjoying their drive across America. Joel? Clark Darrell in Texas says, I'm nervous. I waited until July 15th to file my taxes and I used Credit Karma, but my return was rejected by the IRS because I'd entered my wife's social security number incorrectly. Credit Karma sent me an email on the, the very next day, on July 16th, to inform me of the IRS rejection. Since my successful filing was a day late, will I owe a penalty on the amount that I owe to the IRS? Even if you do, it will be tiny. Don't fret about that. Um, of the things to worry about, I would not worry a big amount about that. And you would have a right to appeal that penalty that the IRS would assess you anyway, because you'll be able to demonstrate to the IRS that you in good faith attempted to file. So make sure you print out something showing your initial rejection of your electronic filing. And hopefully any even minor penalties you would have suffered will end up being waived. Kim? Marianne in Wisconsin says, Bitcoin, yay or nay? <laughs> that that leaves me wide open to say whatever I want to. Thanks, Kim. Sure does. So Bitcoin is the best of the cryptocurrencies, which is really very faint praise indeed. I believe that the idea of cryptocurrencies could work, but everything to this point has been a fail at what it would be, which is non-governmental money, of stable value that you can use routinely for everyday transactions. Bitcoin has been none of those things. The value is not stable. The ability to use it routinely for currency, not valid. And so this is only a speculative thing. If you like going to Vegas, this is an equivalent without the shows. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Jacob joins us on the Clark Howard Show. And Jacob, I understand you are serving our country. No, yeah, I am. I, I'm in the Air National Guard. Well, um, thank and, you uh, for just, that. Oh, thank you. 
Um, I, I just wanted to um, ask a quick question about uh, savings. Um, my wife and I are maxing out uh, my Roth IRA and um, at one of your recommended investment institutions, and we're investing to get the 5% match with the TSP. Um, and my wife has a Roth as well. And we were just wondering what would be the best option? Would it be the TSP or to put my, uh, uh, the extra money we've got into my wife's Roth? So that's a puzzle because it's really good for each of you to have your own retirement money. And right. even if you're with one of the low-cost companies I recommend, the odds are the TSP available to you as a National Guardsman is lower management fees than she would have in a Roth IRA. So the okay. extra money you have, I really want you to split the baby. I want you to, instead of putting all the money into one or the other, I'd like you to go 50-50 so that she's building up some Roth money. At the same time, you're getting those better lower costs that are available in that Roth TSP. Sure, great. That's, that's not, nothing we'd even thought about. So with the Roth TSP, you know, the I like the life cycle funds where they're kind of like the target retirement funds I recommend in Roth IRAs. Is that what you've mm -hmm. been doing? or uh, We just got it started recently, but it is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Perfect, perfect. Well, how many years do you think you're going to have in the Guard? Well, I got six months in now. We'll see if we can make it 20. All right. Well, thank you so much for your service. I appreciate it so much, what you're doing for our freedom and for your fellow Americans. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to keep more of what you have. I get so many more questions about privacy, particularly digital privacy, than I ever have. People have become more alerted to the invasions that are part of our daily lives, who's snooping on us, what information they're seeing in all different ways. And there's been a big change in the messaging services people use. That People have migrated to various messaging services that have what's known as end-to-end -end encryption, where if both parties in a text string are using that service, then it becomes extremely difficult for someone to intercept what you're sending. Uh, Signal is one, and then Facebook, the last people you think of with privacy, have WhatsApp, and there are others as well that are going to a closed platform. But even though your information may go privately back and forth, what you don't know is whoever is providing you that free messaging service, are they using prying eyes with anything you're doing or sending? And email is one where your email is so subject to snooping 
And so that has led more people to ask me questions about email. And for a long time, I have talked about ProtonMail. ProtonMail is a privacy-based email service out of Switzerland that is free to use. And ProtonMail is one that's kind of been out there in relative obscurity till the last year as more people have gotten into it. And then there's a paid one that only started recently called Hey, H-E-Y, and it's 100 bucks a year. But Hey has been growing very quickly as people have been really, really worried about their privacy. So it gives you the ability to have extremely private email for 100 bucks a year. And I know you're thinking, well, what would anybody be saying an email that would be worth paying $100 a year for? Well, that depends on what you're about and what you're thinking, because the free email and the most dominant of all by far is Gmail, is not at all about your privacy. You know, Google gives us, quote unquote, gives us all these things for free in return for Google making money on us and what we're about. So if privacy is really important in each phase of communication, in texting, in email, and also in just web surfing, having access to more and more privacy is part of what's going on. There are now a number of browsers, like the Brave browser, that are specifically about protecting your privacy in what you do web surfing. Because there's been more and more data that even if you do a, a private browsing session or incognito or whatever different browsers call it, that there still are prying eyes at whatever browser you're using, potentially. So that is something that people are doing is going to alternate browsers. And then the fourth thing people are doing is they're doing VPNs, virtual private networks. Now, Firefox, the people who have a privacy-minded browser, also are selling a VPN, a virtual private network, at a pretty affordable rate. And any computer expert would tell you that using a free VPN is not where it's at. Don't be cheap on this. Use one that's a company that seems stable and pay for your VPN because it provides you a level of protection on your web surfing you would not have otherwise. And I know you could drive yourself crazy with all these steps I'm talking about, protecting your messaging, protecting your email, protecting your browsing history, and protecting information going back and forth. But if you're really worried about people getting in your private business, you have the ability with some effort to make changes in all four of these areas and have impact on your privacy. It's time for your questions 
Producers Kim and Joel alternate. And who's up next? Clark, I got one from Sandra in Georgia. She says, I'm trying to figure out if one of the satellite internet companies is really any good. I get mail from them, and I kind of want to move away from my current uh, cable provider who gives me internet. So I wanted your advice. Is it good? Is it worth the money to go with one of the satellite services instead of a traditional provider? What an interesting question that I would have given a very different answer to even a year ago. Both Dish Network and DirecTV are migrating away from the satellites. Dish owns one of the most affordable of streaming services that is called Sling. And Sling requires no contract. The typical package that people get is roughly 30 a month. Somebody who likes to consume a lot of video pays Sling $45 a month. And you can start it today. And if you don't like it, dump it tomorrow. It's a really, really easy thing to do. And so I would say that with Dish Network, you would find the satellite is not that worthwhile anymore to have. And with DirecTV, owned by AT&T, they basically made a $50 billion mistake when they bought it. And now AT&T, as quick as they can, is trying to migrate people to their various streaming platforms, which confuse the daylights out of me. But if I were making a choice right now, as someone who used to be all satellite, that was what we had, and now we're all streaming, I would look at our streaming guide at Clark.com. We give you so many choices of how to pick what you want, and what channels are important to you, see who's got them. Uh, the DVR is available that in some cases are free. In other cases, you have to pay for. Many of the DVRs are unlimited capacity, so you can record as much as you want. And you can watch even when you're not at your own home. So I'm all into the streaming. I would dump traditional pay TV from cable, and I would not go to satellite. And Roku makes it the easiest of any source for you to be able to easily stream content. Although if you're really into Amazon, you're a Prime member. You could also look at the Amazon streaming products that are available to stream all the various streaming packages. Kim? Mary in Ohio says, I want to join the new gym that just opened up in my neighborhood. It's part of a chain. And they say the only way to pay for membership is to allow them to withdraw the money amount from her checking account. Yeah. Yeah. They say that they won't allow a monthly payment on a credit card and a one-time payment is also not acceptable. So Mary wants to know, is this really safe? She says it makes her uneasy She can't find any way to contact the corporate office if she needed to voice her concerns. And every attempt only leads her back to talking to the people at the local gym. Wow, you got to really want to join this place that you can't even talk to anybody when you want to talk to them. Because if something goes wrong, what are you going to do then? So what I recommend in a case like this, where the only way they offer you to do the membership is with a direct debit of a checking account, is that you set up a checking account just for this membership, which sounds like overkill, I'm sure. But if you go to one of the online banks, 
like Ally or any of the others that offer no fee, no gotcha checking accounts online. You can set up one of those and then you can have the automatic debit from it. And you only have a relatively small amount of money in there so that if any foolishness went on, the only money at risk is the amount of money you have in that account at any time. You never want with one of these debits to have them have the ability to access funds in your regular account because once you've allowed an ACH action, ACH was set up only with the interests of industry in mind. They don't care at all about what's best for you. And so that's why you have to protect yourself and having a separate account for an automatic debit is the best protection I know. Joel? Clark Bryan in West Virginia says, I keep reading that there's going to be a market crash. I have $300,000 in my 401k, and I'd like to position it somewhere that takes the least financial hit if something like that were to occur. I'm currently in target date funds, and I've got a couple bond choices I could move into. Is that the best thing for me to do, though? So could we have a market collapse? Sure. And over the course of your working lifetime, we'll have a lot of corrections, which is a decline of 10% or more, a bear market, a decline of 20% or more. And the thing is, when you're working as you are and you're having money automatically go in that 401k each month or each pay period, you're dollar cost averaging in. You're lowering your risk in the... Uh, downs of the market by being able to buy shares at lower prices each month when the market's depressed. But over time, over your working lifetime, barring a complete disaster in the world, a meteor hitting or who knows what, you're going to uh, find that there's a lot more up years than down years. So I would discourage you from going to what feels safe into, as an example, you gave the bond fund choices in your plan. If you're in a target retirement fund, it should be properly allocated based on your age and how far you are from your expected target date. So I would stay the course and ride through the stomach-churning time of a decline in the market instead of bailing. That's just my opinion. You have to do what feels right for you. Kim? Daniel in Florida says, give me the 411 on 0% financing when I'm looking to trade slash buy a new car. These deals are everywhere. Are they as good as they seem or just a lot of hype? Well, no, they're really good deals, but you may find that if you can qualify for a very low rate at a credit union on a loan, that taking the cash back they offer or cash credits in place of 0%, may be superior to you taking the 0% if you've qualified for a very low loan rate elsewhere. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget. 
giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. William is with us on the Clark Howard Show. William, understand you're taking it really tough in the job market right now. Yes. Tell me what's been going on, and I'm glad you're with us. Yeah, no, thanks uh, for taking my call, Clark. So uh, I currently earn uh, six-figure income, and to stay with the company that I'm currently with, uh, I'm being asked to take a, a pretty severe pay cut. And the goal is to get back to six figures again, but that might take a while. Can I ask so you in percents, like what percent pay cut does it represent? 20%. I'd say about 20%. Okay. That's a, that's a huge pay cut. I mean, most people live a life where their expenses trend pretty close to what whatever they're making. So you probably have expenses that would outrun a 20% pay cut if you're like most people. That's correct. Okay. How long do you think it'll take the company to get back on its feet solid enough that they'll restore your pay? Or are they even saying they'll ever restore your pay? No, no, they wouldn't restore it. Uh, I would have to find something either internally or externally. Um, You know, I figure I'd give myself a year or two. Uh, to get back uh, to the salary that I'm used to making. So in the meantime, during that time, what will be the best uh, way to borrow or look into my investments if I have to, you know, uh, use those uh, funds? Tell me, how have you done as a saver? Like, what's your financial picture before they hit you with this pay cut? Sure. So um, I've got uh, 401k retirement funds, um, a few properties, um, primary uh, and rentals. Um, So uh, just wondering which one to tap first that would be the less, uh, you know, the the best choice out of all of them. Okay. uh, First, I got to congratulate you because it sounds like, uh, you know, the way you were talking, I was going to I was gathering that you owed money to everybody on earth and you had nothing. That's not your picture at all. You've done a very good job building up money in retirement accounts. And you said you have multiple rental properties. Yeah. So I have uh, two working on my third one um, and each of them have about equity of say a hundred to 140,000. Wow. Um, I also have uh retirement funds that are around 300,000. So uh, I've got you, you should be really proud of where you go into this, uh, this roadblock you've got in your career, because this is really an excellent story here. Do you, your principal home, do you have a lot of equity in it as well? Yeah, it's the the most that I've have. It's around 200,000 in equity. All right. So I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I don't want you to affect your rental properties. I definitely don't want you to affect your 401k. In your case, since you're going to give this one year to turn around, 
I'd like you to do a home equity line of credit since you have so much equity in your home and set the goal that you will not draw it down more than um, what that 20% of pay represented over the course of a year. And if you hit 12 months and it looks like you're not going to be able to restore that prior income over these 12 months, you've got to reduce your expenses so you can live within that newer, new lower income. Gotcha. But I would buy the year's time with how much equity you've got in your home, how much equity you built up in these rental properties, how much money you put in 401k. You've got a really positive ledger here. So if you have to take out uh, $20,000, $30,000, whatever that pay cut is, to take that out uh, with a home equity line of credit and reduce a little bit that equity you built up in your personal residence, that would be the way I'd buy time because you keep all your assets in place that you've got and you've got that year to figure out what things are going to look like going forward. So I wish you the best. And again, congratulations on how you've handled money in your life to today. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.